Hey everybody, it's episode 259 of PodQuest. It's Wednesday, August 7th, 2019. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Yeah, yeah. And and Druton. Hello. How you guys doing? It rains a lot. (laughs) It's still raining. It's probably raining sideways. I mean, it's not really raining here. It was like... did Did it mostly stop? Yeah, it wasn't raining when we left the house. So. Okay, like, th- when I got here, it was still raining enough that um, I pulled my bags to the front seat <laughs> and then got out of the car, because standing mm-hmm. out there for, like, the 30 seconds it takes to open a second door and grab bags, I would have been sufficiently wet. I wouldn't have allowed you in my house. You wouldn't have realized you were busy playing a game. Yeah, I, true. It's got you there. You're not very observant. I, I am fairly observant. Uh, mm. Debatable. How many fingers am I holding up? Um, I mean, you've got them behind, so I can't really see. There's I'm just, no reflection. I'm just, I'm just saying, based. I on mean, you've got four ten. held up in front, technically. Um, I'm just saying, like, ba- based on positioning, you should be able to tell how many fingers I'm holding up. Not really. There's no reflection. You're like, I just see the four in the front. The answer is three. The answer is one. See, now you just took it to a place that it didn't need to go. I mean, no <laughs> one really knows. He just, he just, he just let me the bird. Yeah. Like, I'm sure people... he made a vulgar gesture. I, I'm sure people are okay with that. I don't know. No, this podcast is right. It gets the explicit tag. It's okay. I have that just set by default. I didn't know if that was how that worked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, when when you go to publish it for Libsyn, there's like a little checkbox that will mark it explicit in iTunes for you. So, yeah, it's just <laughs> defaults to being explicit. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. We we drop f bombs. Yeah. Hell yeah, we do. Not a lot though. No. Yeah. No. We. Fucking say fuck a lot. It 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 is just part of our regular vernacular. Well, I mean, Jersey. yeah, we're from New Jersey. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a fucking um non sequitur. So you guys want to hear something really cool? Sure. Um, I have to pay like four hundred bucks to get my laptop fixed. That sucks. Not this shitty one. Um, my MacBook. Uh-huh. Um, I was using it today, and I plugged in an HDMI cable to it because I needed a second screen while I was at work. Sure. Um, and I guess the, the cable must have not been in all the way, or I must have like moved the laptop and like jostled it free a little bit. And at some point, it got jostled again, and a little spark happened. Ooh. And I, I heard a little sizzle pop. Uh, HDMI carries power. Okay. Like, there is actually like a current going through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I heard a little sizzle pop, and then my laptop shut off. and <laughs> did not turn back on. And uh, when I leaned in next... Like closer to it, I could smell a little bit of burning on the inside, nice. and that, that little like ozone-y smell that you yeah. get when that sort of thing happened. And I could smell it like coming out of the HDMI port for several hours, like not like wafting from it, but like if I held the laptop up and sniffed it, um, one side smelled like burning, the other side didn't. So yeah, I made a um, I, I made a very spur of the moment uh, Apple Store appointment for like four o'clock today, and uh, took it in, told the guy exactly what happened, and he's like, oh. All right, do you mind if I go, like, open it up in the back and see if anything's, like, melted? I'm like, go for it. Take a picture if it's really bad. Um, and he came back. He's like, yeah, no, it's not, nothing was physically damaged, but you definitely need the board replaced. So, yeah, $400 to replace a board. I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, the laptop was more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an Apple product, so of course it was. Yeah, I want to I say after, like, tax and everything, it was, like, a $1,300 laptop, $1,400 laptop. Sounds about right. Um. It is a five. It's like a four and a half year old model, but the laptop's only about three years. I bought and I bought it new. It would just they hadn't had like a, a refresh when I bought it. Um, and the new model of the MacBooks is really bad. Is it? I don't know. Like you guys probably have never seen them. 
No. Um, so the, the new model has a very, or the newer model, I should say. I think, I think this came out late 2016 or early 2017. It's got like almost like a flat keyboard. Like you, you can barely feel the keys press when you press them. Um, and it's really uncomfortable. Like it, it's just, it's weird because there's no real feedback that you're, you're typing. I vaguely remember them talking about this on the Bombcast yeah. one. And then the touchpad on like mine isn't that much bigger than this Lenovo. The one on like the new model is fucking huge. Like you could not, you, you have to get some sort of rest for your hands. Otherwise your hands are always going to be hitting the touchpad and fucking up your typing. And I do that enough, like accidentally like rubbing my palm against the touchpad and like moving the cursor. Maybe get good. It's not about getting good. It's about, you know, carpal tunnel. Mm, it's about <laughs> getting good. And then, um, they, they also have the, the touch bar at the top. So they got rid of the F keys and they replaced yeah. it with this shitty touch bar that you can turn into different things. You can play Doom on it. Yeah, I mean, you can play Doom from 1993 on it, but, like, that thing is just garbage. That's about it, though. Like, yeah. you can literally, like, toggle different things on. Like, you can have, like, a slider for the volume, shit like that. And I guess it's cool if you're doing, like, graphic design stuff and you want to have, like, your color palette just there where you can just, like, touch it and then, like, go back to, like, what, like, I don't, I don't know what it's good for. Um, it's but, good for playing Doom. <laughs> but, like, I use the F keys a lot. Like, that's how I do everything. I reload web pages and stuff with it. Those are useful keys. I don't really touch the F key. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I use them every day, but I use them enough. And especially, especially like when I, I don't do much of it anymore, but if I do any like web stuff, like a lot of times like F keys are shortcuts that I use. Yeah. Or generally for me, it's Microsoft Word. I'm using F11 or F12. Or it's just very easy to like function key and then the F keys to like turn your brightness up and down, turn your volume up and down, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Instead of having to like toggle different settings onto a touch bar or have just those buttons set on a touch bar where you you have no tactile feel to see if you're hitting the right thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like now, like I basically know where the keys are, so I can just without looking, you know, hit the function, hit function, and then hit whatever F key I want. And know that I'm hitting the key that I want. I forget how much more use laptops get out of the F than like a desktop. A desktop. Yeah, because yeah. like F5 might be the only key I'm using of those on with any like regularity. Alt F4, Alt F4 every day. Ah, uh, sure. All right. Every time you're doing stuff at work, you're not supposed to be doing Alt F4. Well, I mean, that's that you use Alt F4 to like save the. Don't be dumb. It's 2019. Nobody falls for that. I'm sure those people is. And really, it's usually F5 and F7 is load. Or, or, or you know, if you're doing something, if you're playing a game at work, you're not supposed to. Then it's like Windows key tab. Just tab the fuck out of that. It's Alt tab. I thought Alt tab brings up the the Alt, um. Alt tab tabs through. You know, Windows key actually just jumps to the next application. It doesn't bring up that little window. If you just hit Alt tab, it'll just go to it the next. It goes thing. to the next. Tab. If you hold, Alt, like like Alt, if you're like. I'm talking about if you're oh, on the... Right. If you keep if, holding Alt, I think it brings up the menu. Like, you can see which things you're tabbing to. But if you just hit Alt-Tab and, like... A, I forgot. I, it may have been Windows 8 that Windows that Windows Key Tab was better. Windows, Maybe. Probably. Windows 10 is... That's rare to say Windows 8 was good at something. Um, is that good? <laughs> I said better. Windows Key Tab now does this weird shit. Like, I don't even know what this is. It's Cortana. No, it's not. I, 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 that's, oh, that's your, like, start menu, which isn't actually start menu. Or yeah, no, this, see, so. this is like, I guess I can do virtual desk. I should know this, but. 
<laughs> yeah, come on, IT guy. It looks like I can do like virtual desktops, maybe, which is kind of cool. I didn't know you could do that in Windows. All right. I don't know. I don't. I don't use Windows all that often anymore. Well, I don't use desktop versions of Windows all that often. Like server functions differently. You don't alt tab on a server ever. Sure. Yeah. Like, and frankly, half half the servers I build now are core. They're just a fucking command prompt. Yeah. Who needs GUIs? I like GUIs. You know, a lot of people do, but you know what? It is way more secure to just not have any sort of graphical interface. Yeah, that's true. If all it is is a fucking command prompt with a file structure. I just I just need the interface from uh, Jurassic Park, where it's like boxes, and it flies around, and, and it like ding, 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 and it blinks. Yeah, and, but, but see, see and that, there's that was a custom Unix system, if you remember. I... I, I, that's, that, that's how the I'm girl like. knew how to do it, because when she sits down, she's like, oh, it's Unix. Because if anything was going to be graphical like that in 1993, it was going to be Unix. That's that's what I want all my interfaces from here on out. I like Hackers, where you can hack the planet from a payphone. I, I've never actually watched that. Oh, you're missing out. I know. It is such a good, bad movie. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You, you should find it. You should find it and watch it. I'll, I'll see what I can do. It's, um... It is about as 90s as you can get. I believe it. And it's actually got a lot of... It's got a lot of people that went on to be relatively famous. Like, Angelina Jolie is the main female character. Um, fuck, what is his name? Um, he's Sherlock on Elementary now. I don't uh, know. He was in Train Spotting. I, I, fuck. I Johnny Lee know. Miller. Johnny Lee Miller is the main character. Um, Matthew Lillard's in it. Yeah. 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 A lot I'll, of people. I'll, I'll maybe check it out if I... Well, you're like 25 years late. I know. Get on it. You just spoiled it for me, though, so... How did like, I spoil it for you? You said he, they hacked the planet with a friggin' payphone. No, I said that you can hack the planet from a payphone. You I didn't say this, they succeeded. I don't know. It sounds like a spoiler. Or that that was even the the main plot point of the movie. Please, it's called Hackers. If you're mo- making a movie called Hackers and the main plot point isn't to hack the planet with a payphone or otherwise, then you're really missing out. Unless it's like hacking heads off. Hack- I mean, that is actually what the movie's about. Is hacking heads off? Yeah. What did you think it was about? Hackers? No. Peter Hackers? No, like hackers like with Saul's. Oh, so why didn't they just call it Saul then? Because that was already out. The first Saul came out in the 90s. Yeah, it did. Did it? Yeah. No, it didn't. No, it did. It came out in 1992. Bullshit. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. The first Saul was not 92. Yes, it was. It was 2002. No, it was 1992. I I don't believe you. You Why? You can say that as much as you want. I don't believe you. Yeah, it had Carrie Elways in it. It, it, it. He was coming off of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like, he kind of went from, like, the goofy comedy to sort of like a, a twisted sort of horror thriller. So Disney dropped some <laughs> news this week, guys. They dropped Do you know some... when the original Saw came out? 2004. Yeah. Maybe 2005? Four. You were right. Yeah, uh, Anthony and I went to see it, and we lost our fucking minds when the, the puppet rolled out on the tricycle. <laughs> yeah. Like... Neither of us could could handle it. Like we just we completely lost it in the middle of a, of the theater. Like I like a horror movie too. Like and it was a it, it wasn't a full theater, but it was full enough. Yeah, but yeah, Disney had some things this yeah. week. They um they I don't remember if they announced the price prior to now. Or no, there was, were no pricing. Uh, so they gave us the pricing model for HBO Plus, no, or nope. for Disney Plus. There you go. Um, I was reading it because he put HBO Max information on there as well. Uh, they released the payment information for Disney Plus, and it is twelve ninety nine for Disney Plus with Hulu and ESPN Plus. So Disney Plus itself is only like six ninety nine. I was gonna say I did not look to see if they had the standalone price. I believe it's six. That sounds for right Disney though. Plus by itself. Yeah, 
because uh, it's five dollars cheaper to get all three of them as opposed to bundled together as opposed to each one separately yeah. is what I saw. Yeah, I would pay three more dollars to get rid of ESPN and have un- or commercial free Hulu. Yeah, I could see fifteen or sixteen, I guess. Well, I already pay eleven for commercial free Hulu or twelve because I think it's eleven ninety nine. Um. And it's one of the, I don't mind commercials. Like, like I can totally deal with commercials. I can't deal with Hulu commercials. Because if you watch more than one show in a row, you are seeing the same three fucking commercials oh. back to back to back. Thank God they let you choose which theme you want sometimes. Because Sometimes. Like, because I got the same theme, same set of commercials four episodes in a row, and it let me change the theme. So I was like, all right, well, this time I'll do, like, this one. And, then, and oh, man. I... Hulu is just terrible with commercials in general. I I will. I've been rewatching um, My Hero Academia, and there is one point where they show you the intro, cut to commercial, show you the intro song, cut to commercial, and then play the rest of the show. Yeah, I liked for a while there. They were testing out doing like two and a half minutes of commercials at the top of a show, and then just playing the the show without breaks. Like and I'm British okay with that. Style. You yeah. know what? If I had to pay an extra dollar to constantly do that, I would do that. Yeah. I absolutely would do that. Like, one dollar just to get an ad at the beginning and then nothing else, as opposed to, like, four more dollars to just get ad-free. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't mind just paying that extra one dollar to get those longer ads at the beginning. Yeah. Like, Anime is actually the reason why we started doing the ad-free, because, yeah. like, every show is like that. It's like, you can skip the intro, but then there's an ad. But then there's the recap, and if you and there's an ad right after the recap. Yeah. And then by the time you've gotten to the actual show, it's like three commercials deep. Or three yeah. three commercial breaks deep, which is usually two to three commercials per break. And sometimes they do good with the commercials, whereas like there there have been a few episodes that I've watched that they did not show a single commercial with. Every once in a while you'll get that. Oh, or like they'll do two commercial breaks right at the beginning and then they won't do an, uh, a commercial break at all the rest of the time. But like Hulu commercials, they do absolutely suck. Yeah. Like, I, I remember back when I first started watching My Hero two years ago or whatever, like, it was when, uh, Gatton Maserato, who's Dustin in Stranger Things, he had those commercials for... The Fios commercials? Fios commercials. And it was the same Fios commercial where he's talking to the, the, the male owner of the house, like, I got you next time, Mr. Whatever, and, like... I know exactly yeah, which commercial you're talking about. Same exact, same commercial for every break. Like, uh Come on, Hulu. But yeah, so to to go along with this, the just to compare it, um, so this will be three services for twelve ninety nine, and like Disney Plus seems like it's going to have a, a decent offering, and then so will um, like Hulu has a decent library too, and if you like sports, you get like all I think all the like thirty for thirties and stuff like that are on ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah they have some exclusive NHL games on that. There's yeah. a lot. Um, HBO Max, which is going to be the HBO content plus other parts of the Warner Brothers catalog, like Friends and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and who knows what else, um, is eyeballed for like a 16 to $17 price, which I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually higher than that because I think it's already 15 for HBO. It is. So like if HBO was 15 and they're adding all this other catalog to it, I could see them hit, trying, to, trying to get people to buy in at like 20 Yeah, although they may stick with that like 15 and just kind of upgrade everything 
I, just to be competitive. That's true. Like, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know the actual numbers, but I feel like there might have been enough of a drop off of HBO subscriptions after Game of Thrones to where they're like, maybe let's just keep it at that rate for now. With all this added extra shit so that people come back to us? Well, I think that every time, like, one of their major shows ends, they get a drop-off. Yeah, but it's like, at this point, they're like, people don't really care for us. Only the people that still have us are just the people who are too lazy to cancel this guy. Um, why you don't can we literally just... cancel it from your phone. I know. I keep meaning to, but I was... I, I Me and a friend were re-watching the... Or we're watching the last season together. She's three episodes left, so I haven't. She hasn't finished. It's gonna be like fucking Final Fantasy fourteen all over again. Maybe you're gonna pay for it for six years and not use it. Probably. (laughs) I mean, I I use Hulu maybe like three months out of the year, and I still pay for that every month. You're insane. I I I like the options. I mean, I like options too. Commercials, but it's just it's incredibly easy to turn that stuff on and off. I know, but I I like having Hulu. Uh, I just hate the commercials, so I tend to not watch it. Plus, I the only I would watch more Hulu if it had the, like, as much as I hate it, I wish it had the feature of are you still watching after X amount of episodes? Because I put, like, Netflix on as I go to sleep. I don't want it running all night. I want it to shut off on its own after two or three episodes. Which makes sense. I So, the only problem I really have with Hulu is its interface is kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, especially, like, you probably just Chromecast it when you're doing it. No, I watch it on a PS4. So, like, the built-in app on my TV, and I don't know if, like, all if all the Hulu apps do it like this, but it's very bad about, like, remembering where you left off and shit like that. Like, it, it constantly... So, the other day we were watching something, we had to pause it to take the dog out, and we were, like, halfway through the episode. I came back, unpaused it, it restarted the fucking episode. And that wasn't the first time something like that had happened. I haven't had something like that happen, and it generally br- picks me right back up at the episode that I was on when I. It usually go back to does watch. that, but sometimes I have that happen, or it won't. It won't actually register that an episode was watched, so then it will keep jumping you back thirty episodes to this one that thinks it wasn't watched, even if you had just watched, you know, episode fifty. Instead of just giving like, oh well, you're obviously at episode fifty. Here's fifty one. It's like, no, come back here and watch episode two. Maybe you should watch episode two because you didn't watch it before. And I know, like, for Erica, like, she watches a lot of, like, sitcoms and stuff off of there, like, at night. Um, she'll be on, like, season three, and when you go to, like, continue watching, it just plays the very first episode of the series. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's really weird, buggy Th- interface. Stuff. It might be your, t- I've never had it. Any, like, it could be the like, TV app. I, I haven't watched, um, uh, A Good Place in a long time, and I was watching that weekly after I finished the first two seasons. I was watching it weekly, and I stopped. I went to just watch it the other day while I was, like, cooking dinner or whatever, and it picked me right back up where I left off. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very likely to be the app. They just updated it, and the update, like, the UI changes are, like, in that weird place where once I get used to it, it'll be okay. Yeah. But the change is just not good at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But they did finally give the option to have profiles, like, on the TV app. Because, like, Hulu's had profiles for, like, two years. Yeah, it asked me what my profile is every time I yeah. was on them. So the, the built-in app on our TV would not let you choose profiles? Yeah, that's just a shitty app, then. Yeah, but now it does. Yeah. Um. But you know what? It is still... Any problems I have with Hulu still leaps and bounds better than the Funimation app. That no matter what device you use it on, just may not fucking work that day. Yeah. Nice. Or, like, at, random episodes won't play and their support won't respond for four fucking months. Yeah. Like, there were multiple episodes of Fairy Tale that we'd had to watch subtitled on Hulu. Uh, 
just because they, they wouldn't work for multiple days in a row on Funimation. And like I would open up support tickets each time and I've only gotten a response to one of them. And it was literally it was it was legitimately more than three months after I opened the ticket, telling me the episode should work now and that I should try it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like Thanks. yeah, I've said it before that like that their entire streaming platform is just straight garbage. I see people on Facebook groups all the time, like from different apps, like Chromecasting it or the PS4 app or like a built in app. All of them have problems. All of them are buggy. They oftentimes just straight don't work at all. Yeah. And their support is absolute garbage. Like they just don't respond to tickets. It's like, yeah. And they just upped all their prices and like, like created all these like tiered accounts. Like the only reason I haven't canceled the account when we're like not using it is because when I re up it so that we can finish Fairy Tale, I'd have to pay more money. It's like I'm not paying $10 a month when like this platform probably won't work for 27 of the 31 days. Yeah. Fucking garbage. Um, horrible. You know what's cool though? At Funimation as a company is not bad. They have good dubbers. Yeah, it's just their their, their streaming, streaming technology is bad. Um, so Cloak and Dagger, it's a freeform show. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's pretty good. I've been wanting to watch it. It's good. I like it. The first season yeah. is definitely better than the second season, but the second season is really good. And I believe it's all on Hulu. It is. So I I might get around to that. Um, it is going to be crossing over with Hulu's The Runaways, which that's that's pretty sweet. It is also. A good show. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited for this because it, it's it's actually putting the TV universes in the same universe again yeah. for Marvel. Yeah. It's like, they're both kind of like weird Marvel properties because they focus on like teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers that are basically run Like both groups are basically runaways and homeless. Yeah. Like one of them legitimately runs away from home. The other one's just like shit happens and their lives in varying degrees suck and they decide to live on the street. Yeah. I don't know much about these shows, but I do know they're good, and I know the basic ideas behind them. Yeah, I mean, like, The Runaways is a group of rich kids who yeah. find out their parents are evil, and act, they run away. Yeah. Cloak and Dagger is two kids from very different backgrounds that kind of end up with powers living on the streets. Yeah. And, like, I I think it's cool that they're going to have them cross over. Yeah. Like... Especially, like, they're on different networks, too. Like, I realize, like, yes, they are... The places that they air are primarily owned by Disney, and the f- properties are owned by Disney and all that fun stuff, but... Yeah. Just the fact that they're actually crossing over like through different... Like, a Freeform different- show and a Hulu show are, like, merging. Like, yeah, it, it does give hope that... Doubtful for them to cross over with, like, the Netflix universe, but maybe... I mean, the Netflix may- universe doesn't m- exist anymore. Maybe some sort of, like shield reference or something like that or like, even even being tied in somehow to like the greater mcu through like the yeah. disney plus shows yeah like i don't expect like anything major but even just even those like tiny nods that like some of the netflix stuff used to get of like talking about the um the the events of the avengers as like the yeah. incident and stuff like that yeah just you know little things it would be nice yeah i'm actually looking forward to it because i do like both of those shows um, and that's going to happen in December or January. They didn't say what episode it's going to cross over, but season three of The Runaways starts in December. And I'm assuming it's like most other Hulu shows where it's it's a weekly release that they're not just yeah dumping it. But actually, they may have just dumped season two all at once. I don't remember. I don't think they... You don't know, though. I just, you don't I, know. I don't think... So, you guys know... Well, at least one of you knows S.H.I.E.L.D. is ending this year, or next year. Yes. Yes, I believe we've talked about it. On yeah. This show. So I didn't know. You know, I I never know if you pay attention to any of that t- sort of stuff, though. I'm always paying attention. I'm going to test you on that at some point. All right. Um, 
So Marvel, Disney, ABC, like that whole shit show over there. Um, they are actually looking to develop a, another Marvel property for ABC television. Yeah. Um, based on a, a group of female superheroes. Okay. Um, uh, the the entertainment president of ABC at like the upfronts or something like that said that their goal is to always have a Marvel property on ABC, um, at least one Marvel property on ABC, and that this was kind of one of the ideas that they were they were working on to try and make something out of it. Interesting. Yeah, and I mean, there's lots of characters they could pull from. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel has a lot of a lot of non like Avenger level female characters. They they could they could pull on further Inhuman stuff and have Miss Marvel. I think they've totally ditched the Inhumans. If they brought Miss Marvel in, it would be something completely different. Um, they would make her a fucking mutant. <laughs> maybe. Um, um. But but yeah, they've got tons of female leads that they could definitely do it. Uh, maybe maybe even like a Black Widow backstory before Avengers type stuff. Yeah, but then you... Or just alternate universe things with just the characters. I, Squirrel Girl or we riot. Squirrel Girl. So she's supposed to be in the New Warriors that I think is still happening at Freeform at some point. Um, with the girl from like the AT&T commercials. Right. Um, but the, there's just a lot of like kind of like the minor female Marvel characters that could definitely... Yeah. Oh, what's, what's the girl with the T-Rex? Moon Girl. Is that her name, Moon Girl? Yeah. She's, like, super smart, and she has a pet T-Rex or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They actually trade minds. Like, she is super smart, but, like, the the weird connection... She's an inhuman. The weird okay. thing that happens is, like, her mind goes into Devil Dinosaur, and Devil Dinosaurs goes into hers. Okay. Like, I, read, I read the first, like, dozen issues of that book. It was all right. But, you, yeah, I mean, like, there's also... Because, um, like, they're already introducing Kate Bishop for that Hawkeye show. So, like, you could go the, the younger route and introduce, like... I don't know, like do, do a spinoff or not a spinoff, but um introduce um Ant Man's daughter into it. I because I, she was she was older and is is a Marvel superhero character. Yeah, I I just I feel like because it's going to be on 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 ABC and not on like Disney Plus, like Kate Bishop or Ant Man's daughter probably wouldn't be one of their oh, selections. Yeah, no, Kate Bishop definitely not, but you could put Cassie Lang into it. And, like, be like, this was, like, the little girl from the Ant-Man movies that, like, people saw, but she's never going to get used in these movies again. Because, honestly, at this point, odds are we're not going to get an Ant-Man 3. Like, Ant-Man will be part of the next crossover, but I don't think we're going to see, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Eh, I don't know. We might. I don't know. Those are the movies where people like them, but they don't do the same numbers that a lot of the other ones did. Mm -hmm. And they gave them two movies. So now they're just going to keep throwing new properties out there. I mean, Paul Rudd's like fifty-two. Yeah, it's it's nuts how old he is. <laughs> um, but th- they could also just use some of the the established Shield characters. Like you could use Daisy. Like she is a she has superpowers. But at that point, why cancel Shield if you're going to end up using the Shield characters? So not all the Shield characters, Shield? though. Like literally, like. Kind of like the the way that they were going to spin out from Shield and make that Mockingbird and Hunter show. Yeah. Um. Just kind of spin out where like you know she leaves Shield for whatever reason at the end of the season, uh, the final season, and like the pilot is her bringing a bunch of other. Because so I think they did something similar in the comics at one point. I feel like there was a team that was mostly female that was led by her when she was not affiliated with Shield. Yeah. So like, it would make sense. Yeah. 
But who knows? It's Look, there's going to be more Marvel TV on actual TV, so that's something. They're not just going to force everything behind a paywall. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I guess technically... Well, no, because you can watch ABC without like any mm-hmm. sort of subscriptions. You just need an antenna. Yeah. Uh, oh, and did, did, did you want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I definitely could talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if you Drew, want to. what did you think about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6? Uh, it's... Four seasons too long. False. No. Too. No. no that. It's actually. It, that show actually got it, better as it went on. Yeah. Like, um. Whereas it, it started real bad. It started rough, and then after uh, Winter Soldier, it got. It started getting better. Like it was literally just the first half of season one was just rough. The Inhuman season was meh. After Ward left, I felt that show got incredibly worse. After he left, or after he turned into a weird alien monster? After, mm, wait, trying to remember when we stopped watching. Because, like, there was the point where, like, Ward, I thought Ward was a really good villain, and it's kind of a shame they killed him and couldn't, like, bring him back. Actually, you know what? Like, may- maybe he's in the final season. Who knows? Um, he could be. They, they, they did bring him back for the framework stuff. Yeah. But, like, some of the later seasons, like, um, seasons four, five, and six actually had they had really interesting storylines and they they kept like overarching storylines going but while having like very recognizable kind of breakpoints in them yeah like like less last season was time travel and then destruction of the world the season beforehand was the framework and it was like there was, was three different storylines yeah, basically it was, it was ghost rider in the first half and then lmd which then, led into the framework, yeah. which led into them all kind of coming back full circle. Yeah, and it's just, like, the storytelling and the writing in that show has gotten so much better than it originally was. And, like, the unfortunate, but the fact that they're no longer part of the MCU, or they they don't abide by constraints towards the MCU, like, it sucks, in my opinion, because I'm, I, I liked having that thing that bridged the gap between, like, the time between. However, like it, it was, it was, they, it was just easier, like yeah, to just not have to, like, not have to follow this stuff and not have to worry about like spoilers and shit after a certain point. That like this season, it it blew me away. Like I thought it was really good. I thought everyone was awesome in it. The stories were great, and then just how they ended the season was just like insane. Yeah, I thought they did a good. I thought that having the short season worked out for them. Yeah. Because it was one of those where leading up, so I guess it was episode 10 ended, and I'm just like, well, where the fuck do you go now? It seems like everything's sort of, like, taken care of. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, there was still plenty of other stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, and because it was, what, a 13, 14 episode? It was 13 episodes with the final episode just being, like, a two-hour long thing. But, yeah, it it was a good season where, like, everything just kind of flowed. And especially, like, the early half of the season where you had the Earth storyline and the space storyline. Yeah. I thought that was nice because you tune into different episodes. So, in this season, once again, Fitz and Simmons were separated. Okay. Um, This time, because last season, Fitz died. But there was another version of Fitz that hadn't time-traveled that was floating in space waiting to be woken up 70 years in the future to help them. um, That they had to go find. But his shit got way off course when the Earth didn't get destroyed. So it's um, Simmons and Daisy and, like, the two kind of, like, random S.H.I.E.L.D. people that are just always... They're the only two other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents ever named. They weren't ever in any of the seasons he watched, probably. 
Piper and the other guy were yeah. in like the last three, three or four. maybe four. Yeah, so there were literally like these two other agents that had names, whereas like all of the other Shield agents that they ever showed didn't. They were just fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, they happened to go to space with them too. And there were just some really good episodes there. Yeah. Like, like when Daisy and Gemma got drunk on the alien drug stuff and yeah. were just fucking tripping underneath the table. Yeah, they they didn't know they were just eating alien. Well, it wasn't really alien drugs, but it was just drugs to humans. Yeah. Oh. Um. And then there there was the the inside Fitz and Simmons minds. Oh, that was such a good episode. Where, and then, like, I feel like, like the guy that plays Fitz has just gotten better every season. Yeah. Because like he like that character keeps developing, but also like because like he was so shy and awkward in the first season, and now he just now he's so Scottish. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's just gone full Scottish ninety percent of the time. He's just always yelling at everybody, but like not like aggressively yelling, just Scottish yelling. Yeah, and it's just like the way they ended the season. The season spoiler alert for anybody. I don't know if we want to hold back or not. <coughs> I mean, I mean, like d- skip five minutes ahead. Yeah, like um. So you you didn't watch the last season. Coulson died at the end of last season. Okay, and they brought him back, but he wasn't Coulson. He and was from another universe, he, but not, like, an alternate universe Coulson. It was very weird. It was... So he was... Based on events from last season, his body was recreated somewhere in time and space. And... Sure. A demon took over that body. Okay. But didn't have his memories. And so he was trying to kill a different demon that was in our in our time and space. Which is what this whole season was, was trying to kill that demon. And it's... It, he, Him and his team had been following this thing through different realities for no, it decades. Wasn't, it wasn't realities. Was it, it was actually just, just planets? planets? See, I always thought it was different realities. No, because they're the reason um, the the androids need a new home. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, they were basically just going around trying trying to stop these things from destroying planets, but, like, not really caring if the planets got destroyed in the process of stopping them. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, Evil Coulson gets his memory back and turns pretty much full demon mode. With this is the last two episodes, basically, and they're they find a way to kill demon mode Coulson, and Coulson's dead as well. Fi- again, but then like shit happens, shit goes down, and they end up having to like fucking time travel, and they decide to bring Coulson back as an LMD. And I'm just like, yeah, this they, is so cool, and I'm so happy about it. They, they jumped the shark as far as they possibly could to make it still okay. So half the team is like dealing with crazy bullshit with demons and aliens and portals to different realities and stopping things with swords that basically zombies, like they basically, if these things touch you, you basically turn into a zombie. Like, okay, you die. Sure. Um, but, uh, meanwhile, like Fitz and Simmons and like the other shield people are dealing with, they're essentially like androids, that like they they just chronicle everything kind of like the watchers would um but one of them became friends with Fitz and was helping him kind of like out um okay. but like Richie said like their planet got destroyed in in this whole mess so they show up cuz they decided that earth's going to be their planet yeah um but- and then in order to stop them uh Fitz's friend is basically like we need to do something drastic that's going to change everything in your lives and they time traveled to yeah, they- um like nineteen sixties New York? Oh, it's older than that. It's nineteen fifties. Uh, Drew, when did the 
um, Empire State Building get built? Oh, boy. I do not know. It's 20s or 30s, I want to say? Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. I thought it was post-World War II, because we know Peggy Carter's going to be in... Doesn't mean that the... Just just because they time traveled to like that date in like that episode doesn't mean that that's the only time traveling they do. True, but yeah, that basically Fitz and Simmons built their ship into a time machine, and like we don't know how how much time passed between like the last time we saw Fitz and Simmons to Simmons showing up with a fucking time machine and rescuing everybody. But it's obviously been a while because she just kept keep saying we've had time. Yeah, and then yeah, they 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 jump to. I'm actually looking to see when the Empire State Building was completed. But yeah, they- um, I always mix up the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building when they were built. All right, so the Empire State Building opened um, in May of 1931, and and, so- and the, the construction started in 1930. So it only took them a, a year to build it. Actually, jeez, that's which, a lot of work for a year in 19 fucking 30. That's a lot of work for a year in 1930. <laughs> yeah. Like- yeah, a year and a month almost to the day. It was March 17th, 1930, construction started. April 11th, 1931, construction was completed. Crazy. Whereas, like, they've been working on 295 for <laughs> 27 years. Yes. Yeah. And on the same half-mile strip. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah they... they when they get back there, one character goes, I can see the Empire State Building, and then when, like, the, the clouds clear, you can see that it's still in construction. So, so it's 1930. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm so I was, I loved this season. I really enjoyed it. I, I like what they did with it. I like that, like they, they're kind of bringing Coulson back. Well, I mean, they, I really want to know what's going on, like where Fitz is, because of course, again, Fitz and Simmons are separated. Yeah, they can't know where the other one is. I guess otherwise they get tracked too easily. Because I think it's like the 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 crazy people have have um. The printouts of their minds, or something like that, because they were hooked into a weird machine. But they would so they only knew have what they would think. They, you know, they knew how they would think together. I think was the idea. Something like they they had all the information of like Shield that they had. They had every they know everything they have up until that point. But anything beyond or anything new that they would learn or or how they would work together, like unless they're using a framework themselves to like just run these scenarios with them and see how they react together. I, Maybe. Who knows? But, but like we said, we don't know how much time has passed between the, those times and how they knew that they had to be separated and stuff like that. So. Yeah, like, it, it's been lo- it's been long enough that they, they perfected time travel, um, but not so long that Simmons looks any older than she did before. Yeah. So probably, I'm, like, five-ish years at most. Yeah. Um, but they also basically... By, they they just wrote the whole thing out to basically be like, oh yeah, this thing is just going to act exactly like Coulson, um, because they they tell you it's a, it's the most sophisticated LMD they've ever made, and they gave it all of Coulson's memories up to the point that he died, and then gave gave him like an idea of everything that had happened since then. <laughs> so it's just basically Coulson has been there with them through all of this. He knows everything. I'm like, you know, I love Clark Gregg, so bring him back yeah, for the final but season. He's basically an unkillable robot now. Um, not that I, LMDs don't have any like special powers, but they're still a robot. Like if you shoot them, they're not just going to drop dead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, apparently the, the 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 idea is they're going to be traveling through time to like uncover the secrets of Shield to protect Shield, and they needed Coulson because Coulson knows the most about Shield. 
that's not like Nick Fury. Yeah, and Fury's black box is now owned by the alien robots and blah, blah, blah. It's just, I can't wait to see how this final season, like, Like I said, they jumped the shark so far that it's still going to be entertaining. They didn't, like, land on the shark. They're not right on the other side of it. They just fucking flew right over it. Sounds like it. It It's going to be ABC's version of Legends of Tomorrow, which once that show grasps, like, onto the fact that it they just needed to be fucking stupid, it got so much better. Yeah. Because the first season of Legends of Tomorrow was not very good. They tried too hard to be too serious. Yeah. It, it tried to be just like Flash and Arrow was, and it just didn't work. Yeah. As soon as they, like, just kind of, like, went with it and introduced, like, a talking deity that was a teddy bear from the future. Yeah. Like, that show fucking won the hearts of minds of America. Exactly. Um, so, I don't, I doubt either of you guys give a fuck about this, but I thought it was interesting. Ninja has left Twitch and is now streaming exclusively on Mixer. I heard this. I think it's weird. So, he is one of the biggest Twitch streamers. At the um, moment, I believe he is the biggest streamer. No, not anymore. He doesn't work, well, he doesn't Twitch stream anymore. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Though. Like, um, when the, he left, I think he was the well, biggest. When I looked, he had 22.1 million subscribers as of the beginning of July on Twitch. Yeah. So, if a Twitch subscription is five-ish dollars... Well, did he have that many subscribers or followers? Subscribers. Okay, because that's... He had not, like, hmm. he had like 144 mil... Yeah, no, Giant Bomb was wrong. Okay. Um, he had like 144 million followers and then 22 million subscribers. So, um, but like his peak subscribers were over a hundred million because of that time he streamed with Drake. Yeah. But still like, like he, he was making over a million dollars on Twitch, which means Microsoft offered him a whole lot of money up front to come stream for them. Yes. That's nuts. Like that Microsoft is getting like here, like. I mean, he's a cash cow, though. Like, people are going to follow him. As long as, like, there's a game that he is mildly good at that he can be entertaining while playing. Because, like, he is not the best Fortnite player. He didn't even make it into the championships. Yeah. Um. But, like, he is good enough that... He is good enough while being entertaining that he maintains an audience. Yeah, and so he's gonna still play Fortnite. Yeah. He was apparently um a, a competitive Halo player at one point, too. So, being on the Microsoft platform, they will probably use him as, like, the face for competitive Halo when Halo Infinite launches. Or just the face for competitive Xbox. But, I mean, at a certain point, that's going to be Halo. Like, that's going to be what they push hard. Um, I mean, that's their only competitive game, really. Ah, Gears. I, I don't know if this new Gears has a competitive mode. I mean, it'll have a multiplayer. It has to. I feel like they talked about it not. Having a competitive mode, they're dropping, and just having like, like you know the horde a, mode and that new like co-op survival mode, like and, not horde mode, horde mode thing. Look, I think it'd be a little wild if it didn't, but it also wouldn't be completely unheard of because how often do you hear people talk about like how good the competitive scene is on Gears of War? It's usually like multiplayer for Gears is horde mode, yeah, which is why so many other games introduced horde modes or. The single player. Yeah. Like, the, that. those are the two things that Gears is kind of known for. But even then, the single player wasn't all that good. But, like, at the time it was. Like, Gears 2, 1, and one, two, and maybe 3. Like, now they're dated. But if you look at them in, like, the 2007-2008 era, like, when they first started coming out. Yeah. Like, they were top 
tier like third person shooters, yeah. like third person cover shooters. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, I can't imagine how much money Microsoft threw at this guy in the hopes that his audience would follow him to Mixer. I yeah, like I mean, they had to have given like if I had like what, what was it, twenty two million subscribers? Yeah. So that's monthly five dollars per person M- minus like what like the cuts that like Twitch takes. Yeah, but still like five times twenty two million. Like you would need to pay me at least triple that to to make me move to your service for even a month because like God knows like if if his followers don't follow him and subscribe he's not gonna be like and he signs this deal like that's just insane yeah no d- I agree um, where did you see twenty two million subscribers on Wikipedia because I'm looking at uh. A Twitch tracker that has the history, and it looks like his top subscription number was 285,000. Let me look at what I was looking at before. Maybe I read it wrong. I could imagine he had 22 million followers. Um, It says... Maybe I did read this wrong. Oh, shit. It break. So, I didn't notice the, the break in the the info section because they did it poorly. So it says Twitch information in like this big purple bar with white text in like the Twitch font. And then there's just like literally like a small thing that says YouTube information. Oh. And it shows right. that the YouTube two, subscribers two were 22.1 million. million. But I mean, still, so let's see. Like he had fallen down to only 14,000 or 15,000 subscribers. That's still over $75,000 a month or around that. And when you factor into that, YouTube at 22 million subscribers. And like over a billion views, according to this, and and plus whatever like deals he had well, with exactly like, like there, Epic there are, and shit like that. Yeah, there are plenty of like gaming related gear that was probably sponsoring him for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know for a fact that I had seen like I had seen the word millions and his name together. So like Microsoft probably gave him like fifteen to twenty five million dollars to stream on Mixer. And, like, for him, that's at least, that is upfront, like, cash money. It's not, all right, well, how did we do on subscribers this month? How did we do on ad revenue and sponsorships? It's just, no, here's a check for money. (laughs) That's good on you, Ninja. Good on you. And, I mean, like, I don't watch his stuff because, like, I I don't care about Fortnite. But anytime I see him on something, like, he seems all right. he's, He's got charisma. He's got, like, he's got that, like, funness to, like, watch. He... And apparently his first Mixer stream did actually average higher than his normal Twitch streams do. But it was also the first one, so you can't really count that as anything. Yeah, I mean, that might have been the first stream on Mixer in general, so all... <laughs> no, uh, um, apparently Mixer streams, like, like even, like, the bigger streams are in the low hundreds, usually. Yeah. Whereas, like, his average is, I think, in, like, the thousands. Yeah. But, you know, it's something. Um, So, this ESA stuff... How about that, guys? Oops. Yeah. Oops it, it's, is... it's more than an oops. Cause it, so this past weekend, um, it was reported that the ESA had posted a spreadsheet on their website, unbeknownst to everybody, including them apparently, that published the names, phone numbers, addresses, all that sort of information for any media or anyone that applied and received a media badge for E3 this past year. Um in a lot of cases, it was companies. So, like, if you worked for GameSpot, 
odds are none of your personal information was received? Well, I don't know if GameSpot was even technically on that list. Because GameSpot registers as a an exhibitor, exhibitor, and not but, media, but but still, like, like yeah, yeah, the idea of GameSpot's registering a person's name plus the GameSpot address and probably the office phone number. They're not registering it as like John Smith at one two three San Francisco and whatever their phone number is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's plenty of you know smaller outlets, freelancers. YouTubers that like they don't have an office. Like, yep. like if any one of us were to have gone, it would have been personal cell phone, personal address. Like that's how we would have had to apply for this, and that would have been on that document. And like, there are plenty of people that like get a lot of hate on the internet for like review scores. Yep. Like e- every time a popular game comes out. Somebody disagrees with the review score. Either it's scored too high or scored too low, and they shit all over the reviewer. And oftentimes, they violently shit on them. Death threats and fucking just all sorts of garbage. Yeah. And, like, that's going to be scary for people who, like, have that shit happen to them often. That now, like, maybe their information is out there on the internet. Because it actually got worse. Um, After that, that one was reported... um, Two more were found on the ESA website from two previous years. So I don't know if it was 2017 and 2018 or if it was like 2014 and 2012. Like that wasn't stated, but still there were at least three spreadsheets on the ESA website that documented all of this personal information for people. Wow. Yeah. That, that's shitty. And, and it makes you wonder if there's going to even be an E3 next year. Cause I know, I know. Based on Twitter, there are plenty of people in, like, games media that didn't necessarily have their stuff on that document that were, like, talking to lawyers about starting a class action lawsuit because that's a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. Whether your information was definitely on it or not, like, you give them that stuff in confidence that it is not going to just be posted on the internet. And they fucking just posted it on the internet. Yeah. And even though it was taken down... Sure, you can still find all that shit somewhere on the internet. So it wasn't taking down quickly, though. So the person that reported about it, like, I- I've heard, like, a couple different things. Like, apparently they tried to go about it the right way and got no traction, which is- was when they just kind of published that they found it to get traction. Yeah. Um, But it took the ASA long enough to do anything about it that plenty of people could have gotten a hold of that and posted it other places. Yeah, And, like, absolutely. there are enough shitty people on the internet that would do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Like, um, did, did you listen to the bombcast? Yeah. So, um, Callie from, um, GameSpot mm-hmm. was saying that, like, she knew people that already had changed their phone numbers because they were getting bombarded with calls. And, like, I have seen, like, on Twitter, like, people, like, fucking going after her when she reviews a game. Like, whether mm-hmm. she reviews the game well or not, like, people are just fucking, she's a girl that works for games media. So she just, she fucking. She's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if she gives something a 10, oh, no, that game's not a 10. That game is garbage. You're you're an idiot. Somebody should rape you. Like, that's literally what people tweet at her. Yeah. Or if she reviews it too good, it's like, you're a girl. You don't know how to play video games. I'm pretty sure there was one time someone came after her, and she, on either on Twitter or Facebook, and then she found that person's mom. And that was Alana Pierce. 
Oh, that was Alana Pierce. That's um, right. She does that often. She has posted n- numerous screenshots of that. It's hilarious. So um, she's Alana is an ex-IGN employee. She's the yeah. Daily Fix. Um, if people harassed her on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, um, she would like find them like on like Facebook and then find like their relatives on Facebook and then send their rel- like their mom or dad or whatever screenshots of what their child was sending to her. Because it was usually regardless of how old this person was. Yeah. Because like oftentimes I'm, I imagine it's like somebody between the ages of like 16 and 21 that like has never spoken to a girl. So I, I also imagine it's a lot of like. 30 year olds who have never spoken to a girl i mean that's possible too <laughs> but like because it's always just disturbing disgusting shit yeah and i would i would be so like 30 years from now i have a son and he's sending shit to women in games media and she finds me or my son's mom and sends those screenshots i would flip the fuck out on my son like um, I would be so happy to, like, not happy that he did that, but happy that she found me, so I could shame him as much as humanly possible. Oh yeah, like the the amount of like death and sexual threats some of these people get is yeah. fucking absurd. I, I can't, I can't like, stand I, it, especially over like a video game. Yeah, like, like why why does one person's opinion fucking get you so worked up? Like, why do you need the validation of everybody to say that this game is good? Fucking buy it if you want it. Like, yeah. If their opinion I, is such garbage, why does it matter? Like, I don't, I don't often like take reviews. To, like, if there's a game I I'm I'm on the fence about, I'll like look at a few reviews. But I'm if if I'm on the fence about it and somebody trashes it, I'm not gonna like. No, this game's fucking better than you think. Or if there's a game I fucking love and somebody trashes it, I, the uh, the most I would do is go to them and be like, maybe just this game wasn't for you because there's other people saying it's a great game. Yeah, and like, like what's well, so back when Fallout four four yeah four right four that was the PS4 one yeah yeah so when Fallout four came out, um, Jeff Gersman at Giant Bomb gave it a three star. So they do a star, they do a five star system. Yeah. They don't do half stars. It's just whole stars. Yeah. He gave it like a three, I think. He gave the console version to three, the PC version. Okay. Um, because like the console version of that game when it launched was kind of a mess, apparently. It's, Didn't play real well. It's a Bethesda game, so I... I, I confirmed that it had lots of issues. Yeah. It crashed, literally hard crashed on me multiple times. It's the like only game I've ever paid for that has had hard crashes like I, that. I, I, I got the game at launch as well, I think, and I didn't even have that many issues. I played it way more than you did. He's probably right. I am over 130 hours in that game. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I literally did every single quest. I I understand. (laughs) I understand. But was that, like, you didn't get 130 hours in the first day, is what I'm saying. Like, I got it at launch. Like, uh, like, I had crashes the first weekend. I'm not denying that it didn't, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying, I don't, I, it was it was a at at person basis. Some people That's had it. issues. Something. I mean, look, I had an early Xbox 360 for four years, and it never red ringed. Like, yeah, not everybody has issues, yeah, but yeah. enough but issues happen. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but like, so he gave it a a mediocre score for console and a decent score for PC. Um, Rooster Teeth proceeded to have an entire podcast where they just shit all over him as a person um, while wearing. Like sponsored Fallout Four gear, like the Pip Boys yeah. that came with it, and yeah. all. Everyone on this podcast had one on their arm. We're playing with it. 
every one of every one of their videos that had gone up on Rooster Teeth, like for like the last like three months prior to that, were sponsored by Bethesda for Fallout Four, and yeah. they're shitting on him for giving the game a three. Yeah, because... saying that he did it just to get cl- yeah. like that it was just clickbait. Yeah, he he was just doing it to be different. But I mean, like a three—that's an average. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's not a, it's not a. This game is shit. Don't buy it. It's a, it's average. You'll yeah. Like his complaint was it was a technical mess, and it was. Yeah. But he's like the PC one runs a lot better. Yeah. I just I can't stand people. Like oh, this story makes me mad. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Let's just move on. Like it just because this one the next story doesn't make me mad. It makes me happy. <laughs> um. So there was some Pokemon stuff. Yes, a lot. A, a, a Yo, Weezer's a bong. I don't see it. No, I mean, well, he definitely you're looks, fucking wrong. He looks like a bong, but he's a bong that cleans the air. He sucks in pollution and puts out clean air. Sure, that's the, that's what everyone who is smoking says. They're cleaning up pollution. Um, I mean, smoking a bong is the opposite of cleaning up pollution <laughs> because it takes in oxygen from like the fire and everything, and then. Gives you poison, technically quote poisonous fumes. <laughs> Listen, so the, the more exciting part of this though is there's a Pokemon now that has a hangry mode. Yeah, yeah, I that is that. the that is the Pokemon embodiment of me. So it's it's more Peko. It's yeah. it's got a full belly mode where it's kind of like looks like a Pikachu esque sort of thing. Yeah, um, and it's like happy and rolly and and it's kind of adorable. And then it's got its hangry mode where it's black and white and kind of evil looking and um very angry yeah it, it's and i i saw that and i was like that's adorable that's so cute and then it got hangry and i'm like that's even better yeah but they they, they basically announced um region variants to some existing pokemon yeah so wheezing was one of them wheezing has has a a region exclusive where yeah. he he basically has two what what kind of look like two really tall hats on his head now yeah that are like um like smoke snacks. smoke pipes but that he he takes in pollution to eat, but then expels it as clean air. Apparently, yeah. Um, and then there was um, also Zigzagoon got like a, a a regional variant, and if you catch that regional variant, he now has a third evolution. So Zigzagoon turned into like the Leon, which was more of like a ferret looking Pokemon. Yes, okay. And now he turns into this fucking weird like bipedal thing <laughs> with like plates on its arms, and I don't remember the name of what it was, but they did drop it. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Um, but I thought it was kind of neat looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they showed us the, the rival. It's going to be a boy named Bede, um, who is apparently going to be a tough trainer looking to take on the Pokemon gyms as well, well which is what every rival is. They, they showed you the rival in uh, the previous uh, Direct. It's like the champion's younger sibling. So you already knew he was going to be a tough guy because... Yeah, but the, I don't know. He looks different. Like, he looks, he looks like a jerk. <laughs> Unless maybe there's two rivals, multiple. That's rivals. possible. Cause I don't remember the what what the character looked like in the other direct. But that long purple coat just makes him look kind of like a jerk. Yeah. Um. And then they showed that the um the the team this time, like the adversary team, is going to be Team Yell. <laughs> um. They're headed by Marnie, who the the description I read said that she was dressed like a punk, which I yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um. And they're just they're soccer hooligans. Basically, yeah. I love it. So, like, they are leaning so into the European, like, like, uh, uh, references and shit like that. Like, next thing you know, there's gonna be a Brexit. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're <laughs> a gonna, Brexit the, Pokemon. Uh, a poke, poke exit. 
And they're going to jump off from the rest of the Pokemon world and shit like that. Yeah, but she basically is, she is also apparently attempting to challenge the Pokemon League, and Team Yell is basically just a bunch of douchebags that are following her around, causing trouble for trainers. Yeah. So So she might not necessarily be bad as much as it's just like, she has a fan following that sucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, you know, Pokemon stuff. We're getting closer. It's It's three months away? Yeah, yeah. November? November. So, um, there's still some time for me to play other stuff before that comes. Yeah. Barely though. Um, otherwise, other than that though, I've still been playing Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um, I ha- I am almost 30 hours in. I I don't think I'm very far though. No. Because there's apparently a time skip and and that hasn't happened yet. I am still teaching. Um, but like, sorry, I, I feel like I have to sneeze, but like it's not happening. I know that feeling. It's been me all day. Um, that game definitely gets gets good though like like some of the story stuff happening now is getting really interesting yeah and i'm i'm uh i'm i'm still at odds if i'm gonna get that or not i i'm mostly going to wait for um astral chains review to see if that game and is if worth that it. reviews better if that reviews as good as i think it's going to be i'll get that rather than um fire emblem fire emblem but if it doesn't i i'm I, like I I might just flip a coin and heads Fire Emblem Tails definitely going to get Luigi's Mansion, but if if yeah, I mean I'm probably definitely going to get Luigi's Mansion no matter what. So all I can tell you is Fire Emblem's real good. Yeah. Um, and I, I've gotten to the point where like I kind of have enough. I I have a hang of like the the gameplay loop where I kind of I I have everything like I kind of get through the month optimized now. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I realize that every time you go to Anytime you want to spend your free day in battles, um, you can really battle as much as you want if you don't mind doing the same, like, two or three scenarios over, like, repeat them. Yeah. Um, which is cool because you can try and do them different ways with, like, different character loadouts. Different um, tactics. Yeah, so generally when, like, at the start of, like, your free day, you pick whether you want to explore the castle, um, battle, rest, or do a seminar. Seminars, you just pick a teacher or or yourself to basically, like, explain stuff I don't know what they're explaining, but it'll, it'll, um, for whatever students it affects, including yourself, it'll raise, like, particular stats for you. So, like, your sword or your lance or what have you. Okay. Um, rest is literally just, it skips your, your day and it recharges, like, um, you get one weapon that, um, it's like a celestial weapon, essentially, that if it runs out of durability, you're kind of fucked, I guess. Okay. Um, but if you rest, it refreshes all of it. So, um, and then battling, you can go in there and do, like, the paralogs like they've had in the last few games, or um, quests that involved battles, um, or there is usually one that just, it's just like, hey, go, you can go redo this battle from before. Or, like, you can do a battle on this map from before, but the battle is going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, and most of them all have, like, a, a, a number next to them for how many battle points it takes. So, like, as you play the game, you get more, like, energy, basically, to do battles. Okay. I can do two battles right now in in a day off, but those usually don't require any energy. So you can just keep going in and doing them, and every time you do it, it loads a different one of the scenarios. So you might, like, you could do three of them and play, like, the same one twice and get a different one the, the, the third time or what have you. But it works if you're trying to sort of level out characters so... I've started recruiting a few people, like, like I've recruited faculty to my team, but you can generally only go into a fight with 10 people. So I have more than 10, so now it's like kind of that, like, okay, well, let me put this person in instead of this person and see if they do any better. 
But, like, they're at a lower level, so, you know, you might want to go in two or three times just to get their level bumped up and kind of let them clear the map as best as they can. Yeah. Plus, like, Fire Emblem battles are just, like, I think they're fun. Like, I I like the strategy of laying people out and not not putting them in the, in the wrong spot where they're suddenly going to get bombarded by people that they can't handle and die. So yeah, tactical games like that are always fun. Yeah, I, I think I did a few too many though, and I'm I am not like drastically over leveled, but I have a few characters now that if I'm in any sort of story mission and I just want to like get it done, I literally just move all of them out and just let people attack them because they dodge basically everything and just one hit the guy. Well, maybe get bad. I'm actually trying to. Like, I, I, not get bad, but I'm trying to get some of the other characters leveled up to be a little more on par with the um the story missions. Gotta be not good, dude. Gotta be not good. I mean, it works if I'm just trying to, like, fast track, like, a shitty mission. Yeah. Because there's a... F- missions where you have to fight, like, beasts are usually kind of, like, they're boring. Because, like, if there's any sort of demon on the field, it's usually got multiple health bars. So you just have to go in there and, like, you literally just have to knock it down, like, two or three times before it dies. And, like, it's not hard. They're they're really not challenging because they don't really move a whole bunch. They'll just focus on one person, attack, and then you get your attack back. It's not like there's... There are oftentimes more than one of them on a map, but they're not grouped together the way soldiers would be. Yeah. Where, like, if you move one person into the wrong spot, they might get hit by five soldiers. This is like, oh, there's just one enemy there. Like, at most, it'll hit them twice. Um, but yeah, those ones are always kind of like, uh, I just want to get this over with, or if it's anything where you're, um, fighting the other students where, um, a couple times they've done like training exercises where you're taking on students from the other two houses. And there's usually some sort of scenario in there where if you clear out most of the people, you get, um, you get like additional prizes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like in those situations, it's like, yep, I'm just going to put my three strongest people just way out in front and just let them just go through everybody like their butter. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I was talking to a few people this weekend about it and how much they, they say, like, they can't put it down either. They love it. And I, I kept telling them the same thing. Like, I'm on the fence. I'm definitely on the fence. I think... So, the only thing I don't know for you is, like, I don't know how much you'll enjoy the Persona side of it, because since you haven't played a Persona game since 3. I mean, I, I liked Persona 3, though. Like... Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. Like, I just don't know how much... Not that you don't like Persona games, but it's just that whole half the game is Persona, half the game is Fire Emblem. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you'll enjoy that dynamic. At, at the time, I don't think that's something I necessarily, I absolutely want. Like, it, it's something that I do want to play, but I, I'm definitely fine waiting for it to be on sale. Yeah. Or, like, because there are plenty of other games that I want over that more. Yeah, it's like, you figure in a month, there is generally only one battle that you have to do. So you can spend an entire month of it, like the game, not doing any battles, just yeah. doing like castle stuff. Yeah, which like that's cool if that's what you want to do. And I have definitely, out of the thirty hours, probably twenty of them have been like doing things in and around the castle. Yeah, but like you know, if you want a Fire Emblem game, you might want to do a little more fighting, and that doesn't necessarily work out with how the game is balanced early on, at least. Yeah. So, but it, yeah. it's fun. Like, I would not say not get it. I would just, like, if you're on the fence, like, wait for it to be on sale. Yeah, I'm going to wait for it to be on sale most. Unless Astral Chain just gets fucking Yeah, if Astral Chain bombs, then... Which is possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. We don't know what Platinum team it is. We've said that before. Here's the thing, though. Like, I was talking to people about that uh, this weekend as well, and how, like, we don't know what Platinum team is working on Astral Chain. The B team did Wonderful 101. 
But that was 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. Oh, wait, Wonderful. I was thinking that of Beautiful was... Joe. I'm sorry. Wonderful 101 was... A, was that game was not well-received, though, was it? That no. game was great, though. Like, So you liked it. I'm not saying that you didn't oh. like it, but I think that game was not well-received. Like, And and majority of the B-team always came out with these licensed games, where it was like the, the Ninja Turtles games and shit like that, where like they were stuck to a time constraint, and that's why they weren't good, and not like... They didn't have like creative freedom to do necessarily what they wanted, and the uh, time that they wanted it's a to do it. Seventy-eight on Metacritic. Yeah, it, for some reason I remember that game getting shit on, but I think it was just I think the Wii U got shit on, and that was one of the few games people liked Alpha the Wii U. Yeah, but I mean, compare it to Bayonetta that's at a or Bayonetta two that's at a ninety-two on Metacritic. But, but you're, you're yeah, that's that's an unfair comparison. But, like, compare it is, to the other... Beat. I'm comparing... Well... They're, they're different style games. They are different yes, style games. Yes. Like, that's what I mean. But, again, like, like it's... Uh, I, I'm making the A-team, B-team comparison. Yeah, but it, compare... What you need to do is compare Astral Chain to Bayonetta. Because Astral Chain is more like Bayonetta than A Wonderful 101 is. I mean, th- and that's kind of where the, the kind of downside comes from, is a lot of... Like I said, a lot of their games have been... Um, like the B team has stuff. been like the licensed and, stuff that they didn't get the freedom and the creativity to actually. But like, like a lot of times, it's not the story and stuff in those games that's bad. It's the gameplay that's been bad, and it's because they're rushed. Like they're rushed to get that it Ninja done. Turtles and- game wasn't rushed. They worked on that game for several years. Are you sure? Yeah, and it just it, it was bad. But then like they also they did one of the Transformers games, I believe. That was actually very well received. Like I think that's the problem with the B team. The B team is super hit or miss. Oh, that. The Turtles game is out of 44 on Metacritic. Like, the A-team generally does, like, your Bayonettas and stuff like that that are super well-received. The B-team is the one where it's like, this game was good, but then, like, the next two were bad. But then they did another really good one. So it's just very uneven. So it's just harder to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's it's going to be good. But, like, hopefully it is. I'm I'm hoping it is because it looks fucking awesome. So I did one other thing this weekend. Oh, jeez. No, go ahead. Look, you put it in this fucking order, not me. No, you... Well, I mean, I put it in this order, but I told you to, like, rearrange it better, and you didn't, so that's on you, motherfucker. I mean, I mean it, it's with video games, like, this... Um, I watched I watched some of Evo from this yeah. past weekend, Um, and I, I particularly, I, I watched, like, 15 minutes of um Smash, Yeah, and I just don't get it. <laughs> um, I, I just don't get it. But, uh... Competitive Smash is so fun to watch. But it's not. It is, though. I guess if you like Smash, it is. Like, that's what I should say. I don't like Smash, so I find it boring. But, like, if you like Smash, like, I totally get it. You need to start liking good games. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters, though, that grand finale, or, yeah, grand finals was something, something special. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a rematch of last year's grand finals. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but reversed. So last year, um, so I, th- I think I said this last year, but the way Evo does it, it's, it's a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. So, like, if you lose, you drop into the loser's bracket, and then you can play to the loser finals and get still go into the grand finals. Yeah. Um, but if you go into the grand finals from the loser's bracket, you actually have to r- win two full sets. Yeah, because you have to win once, and then you have to win the winner's bracket again. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you basically, you have to win once in grand finals to reset the bracket. Yeah. And then win again to actually win the, the round. Yeah. Um, whereas the person from the winner's bracket just has to win one round. Like, yeah. one set of, like, two or three games. Um, so last year it was Sonic Fox in the winner's bracket and Goichi in the loser's bracket. And Goichi reset the bracket by winning the first set, and then Sonic Fox went on to win the finals and, and win last year. Yeah. Um, this year, 
Sonic Fox was in the loser's bracket with Goichi in the winner's bracket. And they both ended up in the grand finals again. And uh, Goichi won this time. Nice. So they cut, they actually like traded off. But um, watch it. Because I know how that game plays. Like I've played it. Um, watching people at that level play that game is fucking mind-numbing. Like the, the amount of shit that um, Goichi blocks is just staggering. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he's able to block some of this stuff, because some of it, it's like the the dragon rushes aren't easy to block. You actually have to dragon rush at the same time. And he fucking does. Constantly. Because they basically have all, like, they, they are actually, like, opposites when it comes to the the game. Um, Goichi is all defense, and Sonic Fox is all offense. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's just, it's an fucking insane to watch. But, like, the really touching thing was, like, when he won, like, like he, like, dropped his controller and, like, started crying and stuff like that. And, like, Sonic Fox is, like, sitting there, like, patting him on the back and, like, like just all smiles for him, like, having won and, like, give him, gives him a hug and everything. And, like, it was just one of those, like, it was two people at, like, the top of the game, like, being happy for each other. Yeah. And not, like, you know, he didn't, like, th- throw his controller down when he lost and, like, storm off the stage. Like, he stood there, he, like... Held the held Goichi's hand up as like the champion and everything like that. Like it, it was a very like nice moment for like for games where like people are constantly shitting on games and people that play games as being like violent and douchey. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nice to hear. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, and I mean Sonic Fox ended up going on and winning grand finals at the Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, nice. So the nice. fact that the fact that he is top tier in two different style games is fucking impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. intense. Games like, as different as Mortal Kombat and Dragon Ball. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, if it was just two anime fighters, like, all right, like, they, they generally kind of play similar, but... Or even two, like, team-based fighters. Yeah, like, a lot of the team-based fighters are anime uh, fighters. True. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know um, I guess Blaze Blue Tag Battle was one of the other big ones. I mean, I guess the Marvel vs. Capcom isn't... Yeah, I don't there, think they. I don't think they like, play ultimate. That's like maybe the only not anime fighter that's a team game. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so along with the the them winning and all, they announced. Um. They they officially revealed the new DLC characters for Dragon Ball Fighters. Um. How many Goku's? Nine. Technically, one Goku and one Vegeta. Um. Gogeta Super Saiyan Blue is now oh. going to be in it. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Um. So we have Goku Super Saiyan Goku. Super Saiyan Blue Goku, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta, Vegeta, Super Saiyan Vegeta, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta, if I remember correctly. So seven of them. And now we have Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta. Okay. Um, but the other character they announced was Janemba from the from Fusion Reborn movie, which is easily like the coolest fucking movie. Um... That is the one where um, Goku and Vegeta are both dead, and the 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 afterlife worker guy falls into the vat of evil. And basically becomes the epitome of all evil, and he's the big fat roly thing, and then shrinks down into like the red devil looking guy. Okay. Meanwhile, like Hitler gets beat up by two six year olds, and Gohan literally turns Frieza to dust before Frieza like got all fucking buffed up again. Yeah. Um, but he is the he is the other DLC character they announced. That's cool. Yeah, and like he is actually a cool one. Like that is better than a Broly. Yeah. Like. They're, the movies, because they're not canon, tend to, like, not get used that often other than Broly. He was in three fucking movies. But, like, you had, like, your Janembas, your, um, Bojack, and there was, like, the android 
something. I forget what Android number it was. 13, maybe? Android 13? Like, they would all be, they would be three cool, like, additions. That, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And then apparently they, they fucked up real bad at Tekken and used some, um, audio from Metal Gear. Nice. Of, like, Snake. And people thought that was them teasing Snake and Tekken. And it wasn't at all. It was just, like, a, a thing that the Evo organizers did. And, um,. They had to apologize for it, and then David Hayter, the voice of Snake that they used, um, went on to Twitter and said, Hey, Evo, don't ever use my voice without my permission or Konami's permission ever again. Wow. Yeah. So, that was that. Um, but you guys also played, like, a board game of yeah. some sort? Uh, my birthday was this past Saturday, and I had people over on Friday night, and uh, after, like, the children and, 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 and older people left, uh, it was, there was, what was it, seven of us? Yes. And we played this... Us, your brother, my wife, his wife, uh, and your sister, and Kwame. Yeah, so... Yeah. I was at home on call, so... Yeah, well, okay. Sure, that's what it was. On call. I'm still on call. I'm waiting for my phone to go off. Um, but we played this game called The Captain is Dead, which I actually think you might... You might like it, Cobb. You, you told me that, like, three times today that I would like something. I don't believe you. You don't know me. Do you think he would like this game? <laughs> no, he doesn't like fun. He doesn't like fun. That is true. Um, you were telling but, me earlier that I would like D&D. We tried that already. I didn't. You just didn't give it a good try. I um, sat here for four hours. <laughs> anyway, you need to put more time into it than that. Anyway, uh, this game, it's it's The Captain is Dead, basically. Your, um, your star, starship uh, workers, and uh, the captain dies, and now you have to, like, get to safety. And aliens are attacking and shit like that. And I guess the whole basic premise is, like, don't, like, don't command people what to do. Everyone has to do what they think they have to do, because there is technically no camp captain, so there is no, like, chain of command. And we all, you all have to work together to escape, but, like, I, I don't know, like, it was fun. It was really fun. Very strategic. I was going to say, is it... It's cooperative. Was it a board game, or was yeah. it like a card game? It's no, board it's a game, board yeah. game. And it's very... It's, I mean, there are no dice. I mean, board games don't require dice, no, yeah, but, but you know, like, like there are those, like, like alien entities, sort of like card games, yeah, where, like, you're just yeah, kind of, like, yeah. building up a stock of things and I trying mean, to get... You're, you're working towards a goal, but you're not necessarily playing, like, here's the start line, here's the finish line sort of thing. Right. Uh, I was going to say, you could probably play this game without a board, but not really. Not really, no. Uh, you need a, you need a board because you need to know where where you're at to, in order to do things. Yeah. So you need to know if you're in a CPU and uh, on the bridge, in the in the armory, shit like that, in order to do stuff. Um, it probably th- there's probably a way you could have they could have made that game with no board at all, but and and all card just all cards. Yeah. And then you know you just. That would have been too but, much chance. And you, honestly, like I mean, the, it's all chance the way it is anyway. Boards help though, but like, like in, a, in a weird way, like even if you don't necessarily need them, they help. There's 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 a level of, stra- to, of strategy with the board because you have to know where you're at, where you're standing, what you can do in each. Well, thing. I mean, whereas if you're just drawing cards, you're just straight up. No, 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 no. So that's not what I. I don't mean like. It, you're drawing cards, but everything could have just been on a card. Like, you could have the, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven rooms you could be in just all be a card that, you know, like, 
I'm going to the teleporter room or whatever. And you take the teleporter room card and, you know, then you can do the things that are, you could do in the teleporter room. Those instructions are on the card. Yes and no. Like, I I see what you're saying, but like when it comes to the aliens attacking and shit like that, you need that board there so that you know where, like, if it says, you can say I'm going to be in the teleporter room or the engineering bay, but at the end of your turn, and the next person comes up and they want to be in, an, in the engineering bay, then they're taking your engineering bay card. But if the aliens attack the engineering bay, both you and that person are in the engineering bay now. But you don't have your engineering bay card because they do. Therefore, you might not remember that you're actually in the engineering bay. Yeah. So it's like the board is better because it's it's got the pieces yeah, uh, where everybody's yeah. at. Agreed. I'm um, saying there is a way they could have developed that game to not have a board and make it lot like make it still work. Yeah, maybe. Um, but overall, it, it's it's a difficult game. Yeah, it's fucking hard, especially with a bunch of people that are like new or don't fully understand the rules. Like, you definitely need to get like one or two playthroughs in before like you know what you're doing. Some of the players took cards that they didn't that they thought were going to be helpful, but. They didn't really. It didn't really turn out to be all that helpful, but at the same time, it so, was. Was it meant like, to be played with a large group? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can play with as few as two, but uh, it's two to seven. I, I like. I don't know. Well, I guess if you have less people, not as many of the bad things are happening between people's turn. Like so. So this is a game very similar to like Pandemic. Have you ever played that? I've never played it, but I know what it is. Um, it's so like the more players you have, the more things are on the field, but also the harder difficulty you choose. Because he could have chose a harder difficulty. He went with the base middle difficulty. Okay, but because we had seven God, players, I can't imagine that came any harder. <laughs> because we had seven players, there was that many more like cards in the things that are going to happen deck. Same as with, like, a game like Pandemic, where it's, like, with however many players plus a difficulty, there's that many cards in... There's that many Pandemic cards inside your deck that you're drawing from. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's, there, there's just a lot of, like, minutia rules that people just weren't fully understanding when we started playing. And we started playing that game at, like, 11 o'clock on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, something like that. 10, 11 o'clock. Um, and it was, like... It, like, it, it is... Well, uh, so, the, to roll way back, when you uh, pick your characters, um, like, there are seven colors. Each color will ha- has either two th- or three. One of them maybe had four different cla- characters you could pick from to be, but you can only pick one of them. So, like, each of us picked a color and then picked which of the characters from that color we wanted to be. So, like, I picked orange, which were, like, the engineers, and I could either have been, I want to say it was the engineer or the teleporter chief, something like that. And they each have slightly, they have different abilities, different amount of actions they can take on a turn, and there are three, no, four colors, five colors of things to use. Four. There's red, no. blue, green, orange. I think there's one color for each color. Like there mine. is no white. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's blue, or red, purple. Yeah, blue, red, green, and purple. Blue, red, green, yellow, purple. Is there a yellow? There might be a yellow. I don't. I, I don't recall there being a yellow. I don't recall there being. There's a yellow, yellow room. There was a yellow know. because it was mostly used for weaponry and stuff. I think. 
I think... I think there's a yellow. I think I had a yellow on my card. I think you did. I don't remember. But, so, and each thing you can do in the the different rooms, like repair the shields, or the main goal is to boost the uh, warp drive back to full power so you can warp out of the shit show that you're in where all these aliens are attacking you. Okay. They each cost a different amount of the different color things. So, like, the warp drive is in the engineering. It required five orange action, or five orange ability cards. I forget what they call them, exactly. I can't but, remember. Like, repair cards, basically. Research but, so, cards. like, uh, me as the teleporter chief got to use one orange for free. So, anything I wanted to do that cost one orange, I could do without having an orange card on me. Or, if I wanted to do the warp drive which cost five i only needed four orange cards okay to do so i i see how this could be complicated the first time you're playing it it's especially like late yeah like it's definitely it's complicated but not like insanely difficult to comprehend yeah Yeah. you know you want to have at least one person that's played it before to like point out if somebody's doing something wrong if you have a big group of people that have never played it before yeah yeah but it was it was fun. I ho- I hope to eventually play it again. Who knows? I, no, I would definitely play it again. It, it, Probably not. It's cool. Like, yeah, I like because Eric had asked me like what games he wanted me to bring, wanted me for him to bring on that Friday, and I was like, I was like Blood Rage, uh, Betrayal, and he was like, How about the Captain is Dead? I'm like, Sure, why not? And he ended up bringing the Captain is Dead and one other game I've never heard of that we didn't even play because where the other two were in his house were just a pain in the butt to get to for Audra, and he wasn't home to get them. So, I wouldn't have wanted to play Blood Rage with everyone there. I mean, we we Blood Rage I think is only a four to five uh, player thing. It sounds right. So like, and we didn't need everybody to play. Like, if yeah. Kwame didn't want to play, he didn't have to play. Oh, but I liked how it, it, yeah. I liked that everyone I, played. It was nice that everyone who was here played. And um, I like Betrayal, but I don't know that I don't want, wanted to play Betrayal. I love Betrayal. I want to play that more. I hate that I haven't played that as ma- as much as that, is I that, could have. Is that one of those, like, find the person that's evil games? No. Or is that a different... No. I mean, so I'm thinking of, like, Betrayal at House on the Hill. That, that, yes, that is... That that, is isn't that what that game is? Isn't no. it like a so, social deductive game? No. No. Um, basically, uh, did you ever see the movie The Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Prior to finding out that there's people in a laboratory underneath... And it's them, like, finding the thing. That's basically what happens. Oh, I always thought so, the trail at House well, on the Hill was... You, so, so you you wander a house, and you go into each room, and you find different objects and omens and things like that. And eventually, you find enough omens, quotes, to activate the haunt. You, and based on the omen you have, the room that it's in, and the players you have, one of the players may be evil. But it's not always that. It's, like, everyone working against the game. But the person who, who like, activated the haunt would be would have to play as both evil and good in certain instances. And it's, like, generally, yeah, like, a specific person in the game does become evil. So I played one where the little girl, uh, there was somebody playing as a little girl, and she turned into a ghost, and the house was sinking. And her job was just to keep as many people in... And the players won if one person was able to escape. The little girl won if no one could escape. Okay. As the house is sinking. And so, like, in the game, there's the basement, the the, the ground, and then the top floor. So, like, eventually the basement, you took all the tiles out. 
and now it could be in a basement. Then you took all the ground floor tiles out, and then you took all the top floor tiles out and stuff. But, like, it doesn't start with, like, set roles other than the character class you picked, but there's not always, you're not trying to figure out something about the other players. Okay. Yeah, you're just, I mean, yeah, you're just wandering, and then eventually somebody does happen to go evil. But the cool thing is that because it depends between the omen and the room, the, the omen, game's the room, not always the same. Yeah, the omen, the room, and even the players yeah, that are and, in the game as well. Yeah. So like, oh, okay. But but it, like the players, not as much. It's more so the omen. How many omens are out, and the room that it was activated. In. It's so cool. And then there is an expansion that Eric has that we've never even been able to touch yet. So it's just, I really wanted to play that. Yeah, like, it's not the same every time. Yeah. Okay. I think I've played that game upwards of ten times, and I have not had a single scenario repeat. Yeah, like, I've heard the name before, and, like, I've read, like, like the the back-of-the-box blurb, basically, and I just, I thought it was a social deduction deduction game. No. But it sounds like it has that kind of near the end, that Uh, becomes, like, a pseudo-aspect, but not the way that, like, werewolf is, or whatever. Like, you know who's evil at the end. Oh, you actually know. It's so, what happens is, after the omen activates, the, there's a new set of rules. Yeah. And so, the good guys stay in the room with the table and read their set of rules and it tells them what Yeah, there are literally two separate rule books. And the bad guy comes into a separate room and reads their book and learns their rule set and their objective. Okay. Yeah. So that that's actually kind of like that um last Friday game a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It does it's, you know, it like the the maniac has a different set of rules yeah. than the the campers mm-hmm. and yeah. depending on what scenario you're you're in it's either a maniac trying to kill the campers or campers trying to stop the maniac. Yeah. yeah. But it, uh, like it could wind up going to just a separate very clearly defined co-op game or a you know one versus three or four or whatever yeah. like it's cool that is a game you would like probably I yeah think, it sounds cool i think you would like the captain's death i think you would like the captain's i've death, actually but... wanted to play betrayal it's just, yeah no like, whenever i see it on sale it's always still just a little bit more than i want to spend on it yeah it's worth the price i mean we, we just don't get to play games like that that often have so. people over more often <laughs> that's a lot of work but the thing is like unlike last friday where it's the same game every time like there is potentially changes. something different. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, cool. So there was some CW news. Well, some Arrowverse news too. A, a, a lot of Crisis on Infinite Earths announcements. So the most important one: Kevin Conroy, the definitive Batman, gets to actually be Batman. He's going to be Bruce Wayne in an old man Bruce Wayne in 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 Crisis on Infinite Earths, which like. People are speculating that he might be the Kingdom Come era Superman, or um, Batman, against um, Brandon Routh's Superman. Yeah. Because, like, Superman doesn't age the same as Mm -hmm. humans do, so, like, generally, like, in a comic that's set in the future, like, Superman just gets, like, some gray in his hair, and, like, Batman's, like, an old-ass man. Yeah. So, like, I think, I think Kevin Conroy's in his 60s by now. He's, he looks old. I saw images of him recently. He's in good shape, though. Yeah. Like, from what I know. Um, and, like, all he really needs to be able to do is the voices. Yeah. That motherfucker can sound like Batman, so, um, I'm alright with that. Um, there's also been a bunch of rumors for people potentially being in it. 
Um, I saw one that goes with the, <laughs> what we just talked about. We'll go to that one next, then. Mark Hamill yeah. is rumored to be the Joker, a live-action Joker in, in this. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark Hamill's rumored for it. Um, Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Wellings are both rumored for it, which were... Michael Rosenbaum was Lex Luthor in Smallville, and okay. Tom Wellings was Soup was Clark Kent in Smallville. Oh, so do you, all right. Do you think they're going to be those characters? I mean, I would hope if, they if they're doing it, they are. Um... I know Rosenbaum has, not, like, in any sort of dickish way, but, like, I've seen him on Twitter, like, tell, like, people he is friends with that have, like, egged him to do, like, a Smallville thing that he does not want to shave his head again. Because when he shaves his head for one thing, he then can't do anything else for a while. Yeah. Um, And I know apparently um, Stephen Amell, at some point recently, said that he wanted Tom Welling for something in this to, yeah. to have that Smallville yeah. cross to it. So, I mean, they used the fucking farm in Supergirl. They did. And the song. That episode opened with the fucking Smallville they theme. They did. That was so great. Um, But uh, other than, like, those rumors, there's a there have already been a ton of, like, past DC actors in roles in the Arrowverse. Most of them on Supergirl. Yeah. Um, I, I listed them real quick. Um, Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain have been on Supergirl. They were, they were Lois and Clark. Yeah. Um, Linda Carter was in Supergirl as the president. She was Wonder Woman. Um, John West Shipley was the 90s Flash and also Barry's dad slash alternate Earth Flash. Yeah. Um, Erica Durance was Lois Lane on Smallville. She plays Kara's mom in like the second or third season on. And then, um, Helen Slater was Supergirl in 84. And plays the adopted mom in Supergirl, the CW show. Yeah. So, like, they already kind of have these actors where, like, they've been on your show before. Like, you've obviously got their numbers. Like, just fucking throw everybody in this. Like, yeah, I mean, especially because it is the end of Arrow. Like, like it's the end of an era. It is. It's uh, This is, what, season nine now? Eight. For, is it season eight for Arrow? Yeah. yeah. Season eight for Arrow... Like, you gotta close it out with, like, an homage to what started this universe. Which was Arrow. Which was Arrow. And do that, like, bring all the characters you've ever had in yeah. any of these shows. In, they- even just briefly. Like, they had, they had, um, was it Barry's dad, the original as Flash. As the 90s Flash. As the 90s Flash last season. There- bring him back as another, another Flash. <laughs> there was also rumor that, um, that, um, David Ramsey, Diggle from Arrow, would um be an alternate Earth's um John Stewart Green Lantern? Okay, because that was already that was that was teased when um John uh, God I already forgot his fucking name I'm terrible with that guy's name John West Shipley when his when his 90s version of Flash was in in it last year for the crossover yeah he saw Diggle and said John um and I think he even asked him about his ring. Okay. Like, said something like, where's your ring at? And people realize, like, oh, he's making a reference to Jon Stewart. Yeah. So, you know, that, I, I feel like that one is probably, like, a hundred percent rumor just because they teased it like that, but it would still mm-hmm. be cool to see, like, a Green Lantern. It absolutely would. Um, and that's probably, Jon Stewart's probably the best known Green Lantern at this point, too. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you, if you're not a comic book fan, it's like, you had the movie that everyone hated with Ryan Reynolds where he was Hal Jordan. Um, and like a comic book fan knows like Hal Jordan, he's like the Green Lantern. Um, but if you, if you grew up. If you're like a JLA person or something like that from the cartoons. Yeah, like if you're gonna know Jon Stewart. Yeah, because I think he was Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, he was the Green Lantern. So, 
But, you know, they're always weird with that stuff anyway. Um, th- but they also announced the dates for the episodes. It's going to be four parts. Um, I did not write the actual dates down, but it's, it's three days in December. So it's like, um, like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So Supergirl is Sunday, December 8th. Batwoman, Monday, December 9th. The Flash, Tuesday, December 10th. Arrow, Tuesday, January 14th. Legends, Tuesday, January 14th. So there's a month between <laughs> episodes 3 and 4 and 5 of the crossover. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. But yeah. also, I-, I feel like if they're doing that gap, something happens. Like, something happens in episodes episode 3 that actually belays a, a skip like that. And, like, we already know... If- Arrow is going to be a short season. Yeah, it's only 10 episodes. Is Do we know the start date of Arrow itself, or is that not until January? I don't know for sure, um, but I think I I think Arrow still starts in the fall, and I think the final episode of Arrow is supposed to be in the crossover. Okay. I don't know for sure. Like, there could be one more after that. Like, this could... The, that January episode could be the the ninth episode, and then the following week, there the tenth episode airs, and that's yeah. the the series finale. And Stephen Amell has come out and said that, like spiritually, Arrow is over. Like this is this last season is going to be different. Is going to be different than what we know Arrow to have yeah. been. When Felicity left last season, that was the end of the show. Basically, yeah, it is not going to be the same. Yeah, um, but we also basically know because of last season that like. Oliver is at least pseudo-dying at the end of this. Yeah. Like, whether he is dead-dead or just, like, stuck in the multiverse somewhere, we don't know. Yeah. But we know that he is not seen, like, widespread by people that know him for 20-plus years. Because, like, he gets picked up by the Metatron at the end of last season, and then the last scene you see is Felicity calling the Metatron and going to Oliver. Yeah. And... The last scene you see in Flash was Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff. Yeah. So, like, and that's Flash going missing, I think, is the last thing we see on... Yeah, I mean, the the, the Flash going missing is... The, the the article was always headlined, um, the um, Flash vanishes in a crisis. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the dates started, like, spinning forward. You, and, and ne- you never saw what it landed on, but it's assumed it was yeah. 2020 and, or 2019. Yeah, so there's just going to be... This is going to be a huge crossover. Like, I cannot wait for it. Yeah, it, it should actually be pretty cool. Um, and then the, the last thing that kind of related to all this, the CW is, of course, looking for another DC property to fill the hole that Arrow is going to leave. Yeah. Um, will not be a Constantine um, reboot. I'm not surprised on that. I, I've heard or seen possibility of, like, a future Arrow series, like... Like the 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 future characters from like the fast forward of the past oh yeah season. like an arrow like twenty forty nine or whatever yeah whatever or the time thirty nine yeah whatever the timeline would be like like it's just all those characters and stuff which honestly that'd be kind of cool like yeah. you you let um uh you I mean I don't the girl doesn't exist in the comics Mia I think is yeah. what her name was but like Connor Hawk does yeah he I mean he he is not a black guy. In the comics, he was like Oliver's. Like he was basically, um, what was that shitty little kid's name that was always angry at everybody? Oliver's son. Yeah. Um, it was basically him. Like it was Oliver's like illegitimate son that he had as a teenager and didn't know about. Yeah. That like he trained to be like the second Green Arrow, but like Connor Hawk can be Green Arrow in the future. I mean, 
you don't even need Connor Hawk to be Green Arrow. Even though, like, that's who he is in the comics. You could have Mia be the new Green Arrow. You could have... Um, well, I was gonna his, say, let her be like, her own character and... Yeah. But, yeah, like, like th- there are things they can do with that. Yeah. Well, so that was one thing they, that I heard them maybe tease. Um, but I, I don't know what, like, that would be cool if they did, like, a Green Lantern series. I feel like that would be, that would be too expensive. Cause, uh, le- like, Legends does a lot of effect stuff, and it often doesn't look great. But they get away with it because there is plenty of just other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, a Green Lantern show would be just basically all special effects, because all Green Lanterns are are green constructs with their rings fighting aliens. And, but you don't have to, like, have the suit be digital. Like, Oh, no, no, like, it's not so much the suit. It's literally, their whole power is to make things. Yeah, and... Like, and, you know, like, it, it would just, it would be a lot of CG, and TV budgets just generally don't have... CW budgets generally don't have... TV in general doesn't have great CG unless yeah. it's like a big, like, like a big season finale that they kind of like saved on the budget for the rest of the, the year. I mean, look at fucking Game of Thrones. They couldn't even put the fucking wolves in. Or what if they do a solo Martian Manhunter series? Yeah, because they've already established that he apparently likes to be in his human form. Yeah. Like he defaults to his human form, so they yeah. could like spin him out. But that would be weird to like take him away from Supergirl. Yeah. Or, or a Legion of Doom series. That's <laughs> just all the bad guys. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they could do that. If 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 Crisis on fin- Infinite Earths ends with everything being on one Earth and not a multiverse anymore, they could definitely like have yeah a legion of villains. Yeah, I know. Um, I, we we actually didn't mention, it, but they um also confirmed Black Lightning is going to be in the crossover. Yeah, which I guess they they at some point confirmed he was on another Earth. Like, he is not part of Supergirl's Earth or of the Arrow Earth. And, like, I don't think they did in the core shows because I haven't watched, um... I didn't watch Black the second Lightning. season of it, but, but the first season there was never really references to anybody. Yeah. Like, there were a few, like, hints, but the same way that, like, you've heard, like, Batman references on both Arrow and Supergirl. Yeah. So, but, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be an exciting fall for uh, for those shows if you're into them. And, and then, of course, My Hero comes back soon as well. Can't wait. Man, next week, I'm going to talk about Naruto, because we should be done Naruto by then. All of Naruto? Yeah. Like, even Shippuden? No, no, no. Just, oh, just, just Naruto. Okay. We're episode 91 or 92. Nice. Um, it's a, they're, Jiraiya and Naruto are looking for Tsunade. They literally yeah. just found her. It was just the scene where, um, like, the last episode ended with um her and Naruto fighting, when she's kind of drunk and Naruto's angry. Yeah. Um, and he just tried to use the, he just, he just formed the imperfect Rosengan. Yeah. And like is rushing at her and that's where the episode ends. So it's going to be like the whole, them kind of dealing with Orochimaru, him learning how to actually do the Rosengan and then Sasuke in a bucket. Yeah. And then we're done. Sasuke in a barrel. And then you're done. Yeah, nice. Not bad. I'll, uh, I don't know what I'll have to talk about next week. You better have something. I'm going dinosaur park on sa- Sunday, maybe, probably. So I might have dinosaur park to talk about. Dinosaur Park? North Jersey, there's a park that has a bunch of animatronic dinosaurs and shit. That Really? Yeah. We wanted to do it for my mom's birthday on this past Saturday, but my mom had to go, I think she had a funeral or something to go to, so we ended up canceling that, and instead we're doing it on Sunday. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't know they had that. Yeah. So, there'll be a bunch of pictures and stuff, probably, maybe. Did you have anything else, Drew? We finished The Boys. How many episodes was that? Eight. Okay, so it's not it's not like a long show. No. It's fucking awesome. Watch it. So it, even after that first episode, it, it kept up? Yeah. Nice. Totally. 
Yeah, I, I have seen a lot of like praise for it online. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to be a show then. I think so. Yeah. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can find more of it over at www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us over at patreon.com slash onequest. I still feel like I have to sneeze. If you can't help us by supporting us at Patreon, you can help us by subscribing to us, liking us, rating us, all that fun stuff on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Um, we also have all of our social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline, and we are at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can email us your questions, comments, concerns, knock-talk jokes, and any sort of insults you want to throw at Richie at uh, social at one-quest.com. Man, why would you send me insults? Because you need to get good. I am good. Uh, debatable. You saw me playing Mario Tennis. Yeah, you, you played the tutorial, and you almost lost. Nuh-uh, I did fine. Listen, it's you against me. I saw you almost lose. I I won. I, I, I saw you trying real hard in the no. tutorial level. I wasn't trying hard at all. I don't I was, know, man. I was just button mashing, seeing how the other buttons worked. So see, you gotta get good. Button mashing isn't good. That's my first match. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with something new. Bye. 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 Now I don't fucking feel like I have to sneeze anymore. Of course not.